we have one more uh, act coming up, and um, I can't say enough good things about the gentleman. He's a great photographer, if you follow Woo! him on Instagram. He's so funny. I've known him for years. Always makes me laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve A.G. Steve A.G. Thank you. Thank you. Steve A.G. Back this seat up. I love them. I've been staring at ass all night. I love your discount. Thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen. You're terrific. They are. I like that. Terrific. They really are terrific. Terrific's a word my father used a lot. Terrific. What about sensational? No, she's terrific. <laughs> or if you had a shirt on, you know, button down shirt, he goes, that's a smart looking shirt. I like that. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So, Steve, when you're a Let's say you, you're not buried with glasses. Let's say you wear contact lenses. Do you think people I, are buried with contact, contact lenses? lenses. Are, are people buried with contact lenses? No, Kevin, why would you? <laughs> Unless they were like colored contact lenses. I'm like, let me get that. But no, I guess yeah. your eyes are shut in the yeah. casket anyway. It doesn't, you don't have to be. Do you shop a lot for clothes? My question is this. No, no. My question no. is this. Do you think, because you shop so infrequently, you have some clothes in your closet now that you'll probably be buried in. And what clothes are those? I, I have a good suit. <laughs> Is it just for but me? I don't even care. I have been saying this to my friends and family. You can fucking throw me in a dumpster once I'm dead. I don't give a shit. Really? Funerals are expensive, man. My dad died three years ago, and it was like, holy shit, why is this so expensive? You can roll me up in a rug and just leave me in a field. I don't care. I'm not going to know, hopefully. Yeah. Would you be cremated? Yeah, I want to be cremated. Now, when I say cremated, I mean have somebody just pour cream all over your body. <laughs> I prefer a gravy, but yeah, sure. <laughs> By the way, I have some notes. I've been watching this whole show, and uh, you, you were talking uh, to Chelsea was looking at her phone, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it, saying, I'm not texting, I'm, I'm just trying to turn, you know, save this file. I, it reminded me of a story, and also because you mentioned Jack Black did your hiking show. Yeah. Years ago, I did a charity show at this theater, and Tenacious D was on the show as well. And we were backstage, and I was showing Jack and Kyle this phone app. I don't have it anymore, but it's like a synthesizer. You don't have the phone either. <laughs> it's a synthesizer app. And you, just, you just run your finger along the screen, and it just changes pitch and volume. It just goes, and I was showing Jack and Kyle, and they fucking loved it. And Jack's like, hey, we're gonna do one of our songs, we're gonna bring you up, and you do a solo with this, this app, this during our set. And I was like, fuck yeah! I love Tenacious D. I was like so excited and nervous. And I told my friend, I'm like, no matter what, when I get up there, take photos. You gotta, I gotta get photos of you performing with Tenacious D. This is gonna be the greatest moment of my life. So we do it, and it sounded great, it was really cool. And then afterwards, I go, my friend, I go, did you get photos? And she's like, yeah, I go, text me the photos. And it's literally Jack and Kyle fucking rocking out, and then it looks like me just texting. <laughs> They're just photos, they should have taken video, but it looks like I'm so bored with Tenacious D. And my friend's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh. Some fucking idiots are playing acoustic guitars. Somehow I'm on stage. With them. 
I'll post you a big that I will post for you if anyone follows me. I'll post the photo this Thursday for Throwback Thursday. I'll post a photo. It looks so. I am kind of like trying to rock out, so it looks like I'm also pissed. Like. <laughs> Fucking stuck on stage with the knee, motherfucker. Still have that app? You still have it? I can re-download it. It's called Bebot. Bebot. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the last time you, uh, you ever played with a band? No, I didn't. In fact, I think I... Did you do our... You did do our show. I did a show with Brendan Small from Metalocalypse. It was stand-up and music and... We'd have comedians come up and then do a song with our band. What band would you go on the road with, like just to travel as a roadie and, and be in the bus? What, what would your ideal? Band? A current band or of all time? Of all time. Bowie of all time. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age currently. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Or Arctic have you guys heard of that? Or... Yeah. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> or tonight's just D. I would roadie for those guys. <laughs> They're touring this. Uh, I know they have a concept album coming up. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So you know, I take it. I I thought you got high a lot. I used to when we first met. You were getting high a lot. Yeah, you did a bit once. Uh, it was a long time ago on Melrose, some club that you know was just a satellite club. But you were talking about crying. Was it the, the Martini Lounge? Yes, it was. Remember? Yes. But you did a bit about, do you remember the crying thing you did? No. You had a little video. He, oh, it was a short film of me walking yeah. around the house naked crying. Crying. <laughs> it was called Cry Baby. <laughs> and he would look in the mirror and watch himself cry in the mirror. I'm brushing my, it's my day. I wake up crying, the alarm goes off, I'm crying as soon as I wake up. I'm brushing my teeth crying, I'm taking a shit crying. I'm just sitting in the chair watching TV crying. <laughs> And that's my day every day. <laughs> no, do you, but do you cry a lot as a uh, grown adult? You know, this is gonna go dark, but since my dad died, I cry all the time. Why? Because <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> you know, I gotta, no, I, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, but, <laughs> I, mean, I don't cry because he's dead, but it triggered something. Like an awareness and mortality and the preciousness of life that, like, if I watch a movie or even a TV commercial that just... I saw the trailer for that Winnie the Pooh movie and was fucking bawling by the end of the trailer. Within 10 seconds of the trailer. Did your dad look like Winnie the Pooh? He looked like Christopher Robin. <laughs> I will tell you, my father died three months ago. I know, I'm sorry. He was 92. And I love that guy, that man, and I always try to make him proud, you know, and that's why, and, and to this day, I feel like he's with me all the time, you know, he's like right here, and that's why it was really weird, like after your dad dies, the first time you jerk off, <laughs> because you know he's there. Yeah. I remember I was on the way home from the hospital. <laughs> Long story short. The stoplight had just started. I got a stoplight, and um, there was a billboard across the street of Flo from Progressive Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and the light was hitting it just right or something. I couldn't help myself. Uh, I know what you're talking about. And I just, afterwards, I was so ashamed. I didn't know if my father was more ashamed of me doing it. 
at a light or because I was doing it to flow. But some car rear-ended into me. And ironically, Progressive Insurance covered the whole thing. I used Progressive. They really? Because of flow? No, but they were, they were the cheapest when I was you know, a starving artist. I like the way you do that little indigestion thing right there. I have really bad GERD right now. Do you really? Yeah, I ate a burrito earlier. You seem like you're, you're staying in good shape. You're healthy. So. <laughs> what are you going to have? I, every time I watch your hiking with Kevin, I'm like, thank God he has not asked me to do this. <laughs> but I can tell sometimes when you have guests who I know are out of shape, like Bobcat or somebody, yeah. I'm like, it looks really flat where they're walking. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, I pick out the uh, flat hikes. I have a couple of flat hikes. We'll have to do a flat hike sometime. But I also brought Bobcat a coffee. You uh, did it. A hike. Yeah, that was his. Uh, oh, man. That was his. But so your dad uh, died. How old was he? 80, 85. 85 years yeah. old. Yeah. And you were close to him. Yeah. It's weird because I got close. This is. If you have you family, hurry this up because we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> Tell your family you love them. If you don't know them, get to know them because it really does happen suddenly. But what happened? Luckily for us, and, and this is horrible for him. But it was slow. But we got to spend time with him. I'm sure for you know, it, I would rather if I was in that position have a heart attack and die immediately. I wouldn't want to. What happened? To suffer through. He. He had choking. Uh, he had no uh, osteoarthritis that he just never took care of, and it just got so bad that he couldn't walk. And then by the time he took care of it, he just shriveled so much that he started getting sick. Oh my god! It is How so horrible. insane. Yeah. Also, just get shit taken care of when you notice it. This really took a turn for the worse. I hope there's another comedian after this. No, no. <laughs> the worst would be. Uh, Saying, you know, saying goodbye to your father as he's dying, but he's choking. And then you're saying goodbye to him. How do you know when to say goodbye and when to try to help him? Well, it is weird because there's that moment where they're like, there's nothing we can do. We are going to take them off life support. And they do it like in the morning and they unplug it and then they just keep living all day. And they're like, yeah, I have to work tomorrow. And you're like, I thought they would die immediately, and then it's like, finally, and then the doctor's like, sometimes they hang on for a day or two, and I was like, okay, and by the time I gotten home that night, my mom called me, and was like, yeah, he died. You were relieved. It, that he wasn't suffering anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> when I was there, such a bummer, quick story, I mean, I'm going to let these people go, but... Uh, when I was uh, when I was on Saturday Night Live, wait for it. Uh, there was a, a writer, Tom Davis, who was a writing partner with Al Franken and yeah. Franken Davis. But Tom Davis got cancer. And, uh, <laughs> what are you doing to these people? What are you doing to these people? You're the one telling the one your arthritic father who died after a long, torturous laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> so let me finish this. So Tom Davis had an incurable cancer, terminal cancer. <laughs> it's so funny. And, uh, and so Warren Michaels, the producer, knew he was dying, so he had a party for him. Invited everybody to say goodbye when he was alive, you know, and he could, you know, hear it and, and every, everybody tell him how great he is. 
and they had the party at a restaurant in New York, and he was supposed to die like within a month or two. He lived like two years after that. And he, told, he said that he was so embarrassed to leave the house and see those, he stayed home a lot, because you know, people would see him and go, no, I, I think my friend Dave is here tonight, and he, he was the one with the little kid who fell on her head. But we came up with this idea that we want to do like a eulogy party once a month where we like have all our friends come over, we pick one of the friends, and we all eulogize them so they can hear what we've all thought about them while they're alive. And I honestly think that's a great idea. It's a great I mean, they call that a roast. Some place they call that a roast. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. By the way, when you ask, uh, uh, you ask one of the people, you've been here a long time, haven't you? Tonight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you ask somebody if, if, uh, what they fantasize about, not sexual, but like anything you just, that just really thrills you, and it's like a house, and um, it reminded me, I had once tweeted, I go, I would love it if I could find a lamp and rub it, and like a hamburger genie comes out, who every time I want a fucking hamburger would just be like, Poof, here's a hamburger. Like, why the fuck isn't there a hamburger genie one? And my friend was like, dude, a regular genie could get you hamburgers. He's like, hamburger genies are, that sounds stupid. I'm like, any more stupid than regular genie? Why are we arguing about genies? They don't exist, period. That reminds me of this Stanley Myron Handelman joke, and then we can let these people go, because we're sure. going to lock her. Um, so Stanley Meyer Hanel was this, uh, this uh, Jewish New Yorker comic, and he would tell a joke like this. He goes, one time there was this guy, he came out of a bar in New York City, and he was a homeless guy. He had a, a stick for a crutch, you know, and he could barely walk, and he had the stick, and he found the genie in a bottle on the side of the road, and he opened up the bottle, the genie came out, and the genie said, you could have any one wish you want. And so he, you know, he made a wish. And all of a sudden, just like that, the stick turned into a real crutch. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, just a few more back and forth, then we got to go. <laughs> Did that comedian die of cancer? <laughs> no, he was choking on something. Oh, that's an even worse way to go. When you're choking on something, um, can you be put on life support? Or is it better not to even deal with that? I don't even understand that question. Well, let's say you're choking on a piece of meat. I would probably be dead by the time they got it. Can you do the Heimlich maneuver? I think I would know how, on the back of a chair by yourself. But if you, if you tried swallowing that bottle and started choking, I think I could help, yeah. How would you get a We're bottle? not even high. How would you get a how would you get a bottle out of somebody's throat? Would you stick your finger in there? No, you do the Heimlich. That, I'd probably be able to pull it out. <laughs> what if you pulled it out, you just... By the way, just my, a cap came out. My first kidney stone, by the way, you I, had, I, passed how many three, kidney I passed three kidney stones. The first one... That's a gravel driveway right there. Happened in the middle of the night. I got up, went pee. There was a very quick, uh, quick twinge of pain, and I was like, oh my god, I think I just passed the kidney stone. I'm looking in the toilet, I don't see it. And I'm like, maybe not. And then I look down, it is still in the tip of my penis, and I had to pull it out with my fingers. Because you have, you are uncircumcised, that's why. The hood catches it. The hood is good for catching kidney stuff. That's why we, full circle. 
three kidney stones. Do you think maybe you should find out why you're getting kidney stones? I don't know why. <laughs> to to stop eating kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away, you, you. <laughs>